Hey, Punky peeps, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. And today I am bringing you Season 3, Episode 19, entitled So Long, Studio, which aired on December 2nd, 1987. Photo-developing tycoon Matt Glossy offers to buy Henry Studio for $100,000. Woo, I'd take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> When he accepts the deal, he ends up working for him. Dissatisfaction quickly sets in, so Henry quits his job. Since his contract with Mr. Glossy forbids him from opening another studio for several decades, Henry opens a restaurant instead. The birth of Punky Place. Punky's Place. Punky Place. Restaurant. (laughs) Henry... You should have read that fine print. You should have had uh, someone go over it with you. And now... Well, you know what? The photography business probably isn't... I mean, if all he's really doing is mainly just shooting in the studio... I mean, he does get bids for other work outside of it. Like that birthday party and everything like that. But maybe it's time to, you know, move forward and do something different. This episode was written by David Duclin, the creator, and also written by Deborah Serra, She's actually written quite a bit for Punky Brewster. She's also written some TV movies, one of which I've seen called Going for Broke, which aired in 2003 and starred Delta Burke. See what all has she written for Punky? Whoopsie, hold on. Here we go. What she's written for season three? She wrote Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix, Open Door, Broken Heart Parts One and Two, The Metamorphosis, and So Long Studio. What she's written for season four? She wrote Crushed, Going to Camp, Christmas Hero, Ouch, Bad Dog, Vice Versa, Wimped Out. The Millennia. Dilemma. It's a millennia. The Dilemma. She's written quite a bit, and some of these are kind of serious episodes. I mean, Ouch is where Punky has her appendix taken out. Bad Dog is where Brandon bites the mother of a girl who's being abused by her mother. Uh, Let's see. The dilemma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Buffalo's Beer and Buffalo's Don't Mix was the one where Joey's dad is an alcoholic or has got a serious drinking problem. And, of course, the ones where they meet Joey when he takes in Brandon and won't let him leave his apartment to get back to Punky. Also, the metamorphosis, which I recently covered, that he had to deal with. Punky's changing body metamorphosis. And, of course, this episode that I'm going to be covering today, entitled So Long Studio. Alright. So the episode opens in the mall with Warnamont Studios. So we're going to jump right into this. You know, no shots of the apartment just yet, just right into the studio. And, you know, we haven't really seen the studio hardly at all this season until the very end. And I kind of wonder if this is kind of what the creators and writers of the show decided to do. Was like, hey, let's open up a restaurant, make it fun. You know how Saved by the Bell had the Max, Full House has the Smash Club. Just a cool, fun other set. And the thing is, Warna, it just says Warnamont's on Henry Studio. I mean, clearly if you look inside the business, you can tell it's a photo studio. But it just says Warnamont's. If no one knew what that business was, like, what is Warnamont's? It looks like an empty space in the mall with, I don't know. So Henry's in there. He's kind of touching up some of the pictures. There's a really nice... Big picture of him and Punky and Brandon together. And it looks like it was taken around this season. It's very cute. I thought this woman looked familiar. I'm like, oh, I I recognize the voice. Um, The woman that plays Mrs. Dempsey. She also played in season one during the um, Take Me Out to the Ball game where Henry and Punky go to see the Cubs play. 
she was Sister Bernadette, who was kind of the crotchety old nun. And her name is Mary Wicks. She passed away in 95. She also played Laverne, one of the um, gargoyles in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. She also was in the show. Do you remember the show, the cartoon called Life with Louie that Louie Anderson, I think, did the voice. Was it Louie Anderson? I'm pretty sure. Let me check. Yes, Louie Anderson did the voice of Louie. And I I used to watch that. I watched a lot of, a lot of Fox television before I got cable. Uh, she played Aunt March in Little Women. She was in both Sister Act 1 and 2 as Mary Lazarus. Uh, whoa, she was in Father Dowling Mysteries as Maggie Merkin slash, or Marie Merkin slash Maggie. 42 episodes, Wow. Uh, she was in an episode of Highway to Heaven. Anything else I might recognize? Oh, she was in an after-school special. Uh, Waltons. Love Boats. A lot of, a lot. I wonder, was she in Little House? She probably wasn't. Sanford and Son. Don't know what, what's this? Debbie Reynolds show? Mm. Alright, alright, yeah. So, she plays Mrs. Dempsey in here, and... She loves to ring that little uh, service bell that's on the counter. And, of course, she's like, and Henry's like, you're not old. Come on now. You look good. And, you know, he tells her the amount for your photos is $7. And she, of course, she's living off Social Security. She says, I don't get my government check until Tuesday. He's like, you know what? You are a good customer. You pay me when the government pays you. He's really really great when it comes to his customers and everything, especially his loyal customers. Cause back in the day we didn't have cameras on our phones. We didn't even have cell phones. We didn't have digital cameras. We had regular 35 millimeter. I think Polaroid was also big then as well. So you had to take your film to be developed. And now that I think about it back in the day, it was just, you were printing up your pictures. How many people, when they take pictures on their phone, how many of them actually go and print off any of those pictures? It's like, no, once it's in your phone, it's like, unless you're posting it on social media or you're using it as your wallpaper on your phone or your lock screen or whatever, that's pretty much it. Instead, you know, the dates when people pull out their wallets, like, oh, here are my kids, here, let me pull out my phone and show you all my pictures. It's just amazing how much times have changed. I remember I had gotten um, a 35mm camera for Christmas one year. And, you know, I'd go, my dad would give me the money to have the pictures developed. And then he'd go through them like, why are you taking pictures of the television set? You could be taking pictures of family members or this or that meaningful pictures yet you're taking pictures of the television or your pet well your pet even then he's like take pictures of your dog or your cat or whatever like that he, he flat out said this is a waste of money that i'm paying to get these pictures developed and there's nothing worthwhile on them so yeah that did make me feel pretty bad so we hear someone shouting, gangway! I, I don't know why I thought it was her grandkids. No, it's Punky and Sherry on skateboards. And I'm like, uh-uh, no, girls, no, not in a mall. You do not skateboard in a mall. There are people walking all over. You're going to hit somebody. There's going to be a lawsuit. They know better. They're 11. So I want to play this clip as Betty, you know, the girls are in the studio now. They got their skateboards. Betty's like, if I'm going to keep up with these girls, I got to have a skateboard myself. And of course, Henry makes a fat joke like, oh, I thought they had, the skateboards had a weight restriction. So she gives him the bill. It's $189. $70 for that skateboard. I want to, I'm going to look up real quick what the average cost now in 2018 would be for a skateboard. Although, haven't kids kind of moved on from skateboards to, like, those longboard type things? Well, skateboards, depending on the style and maybe the license 
image on the skateboard, it's probably going to run you over $100, depending on the make and model and type and everything like that. So, of course, Punky's also got to have a helmet. She's got to have elbow pads, knee pads, you name it. She's got to be protected. Because odds are, if you're not 100% familiar with being on a skateboard... You're going to be falling on your ass a lot until you get the hang of it. But here's the flip. If I'm going to keep up with these girls, I better get a skateboard, too. Don't I have a weight limit on those? Thanks for the insult. Now I don't feel so bad giving you this bill. What bill? $189. So the bill is 189 bucks. Her skateboard was 70. Of course, that only counts for 70. The other 119 dollars, of course, goes to the helmet, the pads, you know, elbow and knee, the socks. I, I guess you want to be fashionable. Oh, and Brandon, of course, needed his own skateboard, which he comes wheeling in. He looks really awesome. That's really cute. Wasn't there a movie that had a dog skateboarding? Hell, not, I gotta think about I know I've seen a dog skateboard before. Um, dang it. You know what? I can't think of it right now. So, Henry, of course, was like, you know, I thought a skateboard would be like 15, 20 bucks. And Betty just looks at him like, seriously, Henry, you've got to get out more. No, you're not buying a skateboard for 15 or 20 bucks unless you're building your own out of wood. Oh, okay, yeah. Beethoven second the dog, the little puppy, one of Beethoven's puppies was um, on the skateboard and then hit a trash can and then flew into a trash compact, uh, a garbage truck, which when you see it fly through the air, it's not actually the dog. It's uh, like a stuffed animal or something. Now, the man here that plays this Mr. Glossy guy, his name is David Spielberg. Is he related to Steven Spielberg? David Spielberg passed away... God, it's almost been two years. Okay, this guy's gotta be related to Steven. Is he? Uh, let me check the trivia. Is it? I don't... Maybe he's not. This actor played four different characters. Three different characters in four episodes of Baywatch. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is... Wow. Oh, I remember that show, Promised Land. That was a good show. Didn't last very long, though. Let's see. Hold on. The guy's name is Sam, and then in quotations, Matt Glossy. Oh, Matt is an M-A-T-T-E, Matt Finish. Gotcha, gotcha. That cannot be that man's real name. Come on. That, mm, that doesn't make any sense. Mr. Brown Dynasty. So Henry writes out the check to Betty and tells her to hold the check for three days. Probably until he gets more money in his account to cover it. I would have just told her, can I write you a check three days from now or something? Or he could just easily have dated it three days from then so that way she can't deposit it. I actually, um, I was at Meyer yesterday and there was someone writing out a check. I'm like, people do that still. 
I mean, every once in a while, we might have to pay a bill with a check, but not very often. So, looks like it's the end of the day for Henry's workday there, as he says, don't worry, I'll close up. I'll meet you guys all at the car. So, the girls got the skateboards in the, somewhere in the mall. Okay, cool, cool. That's awesome. Then they, the girls ride off. Cherry's carrying Brandon's board. I kind of wonder if Soleil and Cherry Johnson, the actress, if they um, were pretty prevalent already in knowledge of skateboarding or whether the people of the show said, hey, we're going to have you skateboarding in the upcoming episode. If you don't really know, just kind of learn how or something like that. But I think the girls must have. I mean, it's the 87 here. They would have known skateboards. So as Henry's pulling the gate closed over Warnemont Studios, Matt Glossy uh, makes an appearance. And Henry's heard of him. He's like, the Matt Glossy? And, of course, I guess Matt's slogan is, and a flash, as he pretends to, as he mimics the uh, camera flash. So, I take it this guy is like a major bigwig when in the photo developing community because he's well known and maybe he wants to wipe out what little competition there will be for, for Henry. Like, maybe he wants to wipe out all the smaller private-owned photo developing companies and be like the main conglomerate. Oh, he's got a chain, according to Henry, who said he, he read his uh, article on him. Like, oh, wow. This, so this guy is a big, big deal. That's probably what he wants is to just pop in another st store in into Henry's spot. Which I don't under, I still don't get, but I'll find out later, of course. I want to know why. Henry takes that money, but he just stays and works for the guy? Why? I'm like, oh, you're giving me $100,000? Great. I, I'm going to take this and have a new life with it. I mean, like I said, I would gladly accept $100,000 if someone offered it to me. Although... I would be smart and actually read the contract before I sign it. So I want to play this clip of Henry talking to Matt Glossy. This guy is making big moolah money. 40 mil. And he says that's after taxes. Whoa. Ah, uh, excuse me. Are you the owner? I am. Henry Warnemont. I'm Matt Glossy. The Matt Glossy of Glossies? In the flash. I read that newspaper article about your chain of photography stores. Quite a little success story. Well, if you call uh, 40 million a little success, and uh, that's after taxes. I've often wondered about your photographic name, <laughs> Matt Glossy. <laughs> well, that isn't actually my name. I was born uh, Sam Glossy. Check out the competition, eh? I have no competition. Huh? I'm here to make you rich. Well, well. May I offer you a chair, a cup of coffee, my firstborn? <laughs> a sense of humor, I like that. <clears throat> and the point is, that this mall is a primo location for me to open a new glossies. <clears throat> oh? And I feel honor-bound to tell you that with my uh, processing centers and greater volume, I could flush your business right down the old developing tank. <laughs> First and foremost, I am a man who believes in fair play, and, well, I wouldn't move in here without making you an offer. Oh, what kind of an offer? To buy you out. Sell my studio? <laughs> I'm just not in. Well, don't be too hasty. I'd like you to stay on as manager at a generous salary. I don't think so. I'm used to being in charge. Well, you'd be doing the same job as you're doing now, minus the headaches and the liabilities. Uh, this studio... It's like part of my family. I couldn't sell it. I'm offering you $100,000 cash. <laughs> I 
So, this guy's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of glossy companies all over the place. How has he not already got a store in the mall? This is just, just come to him all of a sudden like, hey, I could come in here, set up shop, and I'm gonna, I could easily put you out of business. And then he, he says, you know, um, basically I could offer you a job where you could be the manager and things would be more efficient, faster. You'd have more people at your disposal to do more stuff. And Henry, you know, this is his business. He built this business, what, maybe 30, 40 years ago? He doesn't want to say, he says, this is like my family here. And then as soon as Matt Glossy offers 100000 in cash, mind you, Henry's mind is completely changed. Which, I'm not surprised. It's like, well, you could either keep your studio, I could open my own in this mall and put you out of business, or you can take my offer of 100000 work for me in my store as a manager, basically doing your own thing, and I guess, but couldn't he just take the money and say, nah, I don't want to work for you, bye. So later that evening, Henry's kind of talking to Brandon at the kitchen table, just kind of ruminating over this whole thing. Like, what do I do? I've always been my own boss and everything. The idea of working for another person just doesn't sit with me. But, on the other hand, this is a lot of money. I love his and Brandon's talks. I just think they're so cute. Even though Brandon doesn't talk back, but, you know, he offers the occasional bark of approval or disagreement or whatever. So, it, it all, it works out. So I want to play this clip between Henry and Brandon. Like I said, I love their talks. As one-sided as they may sound, but that's where Henry does his best thinking and, you know, trying to figure out solutions is he'll sit and talk to Brandon. So Punky kind of, uh, Henry's told her already about the $100,000 offer on his business, and I like how, even though she says, you know, you can still work there, and everything like that, and he's like, well, there is a difference between 
being a manager of a company and then being the owner. The owner is pretty much, you make your own rules. It's your own business. You don't have to listen to anybody or anything. But a manager, you're basically, you don't own the store. You have to take orders from a higher power. So... And they just kind of mull it over. You know, I like that he's thinking of the future for Punky. You know, with this 100000 I can pay for your college. That will not be an issue. So. So I guess, the, you know, and even Punky's like, oh, think of the trips we could go on. It's like, but think of your college education would be paid for, Punky. You wouldn't have to get scholarships or loans or even handle financial aid or any of that stuff. You know, you wouldn't be strapped 10 years after you graduate trying to pay off your college loans. But, um, yeah, Henry's like, it's done. I'm accepting the offer. 100000 So now we see the Warnemont Studio, which is now Glossy's, has a complete redo. A complete, the store is completely redone, made over. We see a glass case that's got different frames, wood frames, plastic frames, gold-plated frames, all with Glossy's headshot in them. So, Henry comes out of, I'm guessing, the restroom or, or the break room or something of Glossy's. He's wearing the Glossy uniform. I do not see any other workers there but Henry. And this glossy guy is already saying, Henry, your uniform, the sleeve should not be rolled up. They should be all the way down. Did you not read the manager handbook, which he hands him, which is a monster of a book? Oh. And he's also saying, like, oh, get the pictures ready and stuff. I'm like, guy, I thought you were having a team of people working in the store. This is ridiculous. I wouldn't be taking that for very long. I'm like, you know what? I got my money. I'm gone. Keep it. Keep the store. I don't care. I'm going to play this clip. This guy is such a jerk to Henry. thing. This guy owns a bunch of stores. Why is he managing Henry who is supposed to be the manager? What is Henry exactly managing? There's no other staff there. 
And this guy is just giving Henry orders, like, Henry, wear this degrading hat. Kiss your kid goodbye because you got a customer. This and that. I'm surprised he didn't say, well, Punky can't be here. You're on the clock. You want to talk to your child, you have to wait for your break. No, Henry, don't put up with that. He's got the, you've got the $100,000. Walk away. It's not worth it. Because the guy makes Henry wear this hat that's got a camera on top of it. And it takes a picture of the person that he's waiting on. And this guy is all about selling crap. Some underwater shark protected camera case or some garbage. Like what? Guy. Ugh. This guy is a slime ball. So now we're back to... Henry's talking to Brandon. He just feels really like he's being degraded. He's Hen Henry's never had to be an employee before. He's always been his own boss. So to take rules or take um, instructions from another person doesn't sit well with him. It's like, why are you doing this to yourself? So Punky comes in and tells Henry that uh, it's past, way past Brandon's bedtime. And Henry's like, well, the tea was Brandon's idea. <laughs> so Punky's like, Brandon, I'll take over from here. Your eyes are glazing over. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Henry's been putting up with this glossy guy for a month. Oh, my God. Just the guy's humiliating Henry and degrading him. I'm going to play this clip. smart idea. She says, why don't you take the 100000 and open up a new studio? Henry says, well, unfortunately, you know, the contract that I signed, well, uh, it states on page 107 or 104 that I cannot open my own studio for at least 75 years. What? Who drew up that contract? Oh my gosh. I just feel so bad for him. It's like, but even still, it's like, you got $100,000. You don't even really technically need to work. 
Not to mention, he's 65, 66 years old. He could be collecting Social Security unless he's already doing that. And the fact that, you know, he doesn't like it's like, there's a guy half his age that's making millions upon millions of dollars that is just making Henry do the lowest, most degrading form of work. So in the next scene... You know, Henry just kind of resigns himself, like, this is my life now. Like, no, no, Henry, your spirit is breaking. Don't let that man break your spirit. In the next scene, we see Glossies, and it's hopping with business. We see Mrs. Dempsey there. So, there's only one of Henry, yet everybody is demanding his time. From Mrs. Dempsey to Betty, probably to other people. It's like... They would not just have one person working here. And he's the manager. Like I said, he's what is he managing exactly? He would be overseeing a group of other people, customer service people that would be helping. I, I feel so bad for... Yeah, this machine, this photo, photocopier, like, photo machine that prints out the pictures is... Alarms are going off, it's just, he's trying to fix it, which, has Henry ever dealt with a piece of machinery like this before? He's probably just developed pictures in a dark room for uh, Warnemont Studios. So he's just hit, hitting random buttons on the machine and everything. He finally takes his hand and just slams it against the machine and all the alarms go off. I can get that he would be frazzled as heck. You know, you got customers that are bellowing at you for your help. You're trying to fix a machine to get pictures to come out of it. So Betty hands Henry a check for the purchase of the pictures. And he just hands her, like, I guess, like, they're perforated. Like, they all come out attached to each other with perforated edges. And he just hands them to her. She hands him a check. And this is, like, because she's paying with a check, of course he's got to ask, can I see some identification? So, of course, she's going to be irritated. Like, you know who I am. It's like, Betty, that's not the point. If you were working at a store and you waited on someone you knew who paid in a che with a check, you would still, company policy would make you ask for ID. The same thing if you were at a store ringing up alcohol for someone you knew, you knew they were of age, you still, you would ask to see ID as company policy, otherwise your store would get fined. So Betty, of course, makes a joke like, but Henry, it's been two hours since the last time I saw you. You couldn't have gone senile that fast. So Henry, of course, pulls out the manager's manual and says that it clearly states in here, I have to ask for people to show ID if they're paying with a check. Okay, this is weird. I understand the ID. Of course, you have to have a photo ID to match up with the, the name on the check. But two credit cards you have to show? What if she doesn't have credit cards? You can't pay with the check? That is bogus. Is this how they did things in back in 1987? I mean, I was five at the time. I, I wouldn't have known. I didn't pay by check or credit card or cash or anything because I was five. See? Of course, Betty's complaining. I'm like, Betty, don't, don't nag on Henry. He is really, this is not his fault. You want to go scream at someone? Scream at that glossy guy. I would have jumped on that man. I would have like, Urgh. So this is where, uh, also Punky and Cherry come up to see Henry. I'm sure that Henry would rather Punky didn't see him like this. So Cherry uses this as an excuse, like, oh, Henry's busy, Betty's busy, let's go look at the hunk of the month calendar. This isn't like a playgirl type calendar, right? Where they're naked. No, something like that would be behind the counter that you would have to specially ask for, I'm sure. The girls are, in fact, going behind the counter. They wouldn't be allowed back there. Poor Mrs. Dempsey's still waiting to be waited on. So we see Matt Glossy, who hears Mrs. Dempsey's name, and that name apparently sounds familiar to him. Why? 
Oh, and she says that, because uh, she had to have her appendix out, and she says, well, the doctor took me for my last dime. Can you carry me until Tuesday? And then Glossy comes over and says, oh, that's why I remember the name Dempsey, Deadbeat Dempsey. It's like, excuse me, sir, that is not how you conduct business. I don't care if you don't like that person. You treat them with, and this guy is a millionaire. This guy has got stores all over the place. Why, in particular, this store is he always at? I don't like this guy. And I bet anything, he's going to jump on Henry right away or fire him. Like, you're not... She pays for the pictures now or she does not get them. So now Henry's getting in kind of a heated battle with Glossy, who says that she owes... $12 and some with interest. That's when Henry's like, you know what? Mrs. Dempsey here, who has been my customer for over 20 years, I do not charge her interest. And Henry gives them to her on the house. I think Henry's going to get fired, but you know what? So what? He doesn't need that job. He's got the money. So Mrs. Dempsey, before she leaves, says to Henry, like, it's a pleasure doing business with you. She turns to Glossy and says, I hope you develop an itch in a place that you can't scratch. So she leaves, and of course, Glossy whirls around on Henry and says, you know what, that $12.70 is coming out of your paycheck. And he adds that he doesn't want to see her in his store again. It's like, excuse me, no, you can't do that. Henry, you scream at that man, and you say, I'm done. I quit. I'm playing this clip, man. I'm heated right now. I am deducting the 1247 from your paycheck, and I never want to see that woman in my store again. She's welcome anytime as long as I'm the manager. Oh, well, that won't be for long. If you keep this up, let's not forget who's in charge here. Glossy. As a wise young lady told me, just because you're the boss does not mean I have to eat dirt. Oh, oh. And just because you own me does not mean I have to lick your boots. Really? And just because you're the kingfish does not mean that I am sea slime. What? You heard me. Watch it, Henry. Don't make me exercise page 412 of the manager's manual. <laughs> you cannot have me deported. I can prove I was born in this country. <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you or the way you do business. You're a dinosaur. You're a vulture. You're <laughs> fired. So, it gets heated between Henry and Glossy. They're throwing insults at each other. And the fact that <laughs> Glossy brings up the whole thing about, look at page 400 and whatever. And Henry's like, you can't have me deported. I can prove I've been, I was born in the United States. And Glossy's like, you're fired. And Henry's like, you know what? Don't bother. I quit. And he takes... One of the framed photos of Glossy from the wall and smashes it over Glossy's head, which goes, his head grows right through the picture. And he takes Cherry and Punky and Henry is out of there. It's like, he took Punky's advice. Like, I don't need this. I don't need you. I have my hundred thousand. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, good luck running that store guy by yourself. Because no other person looking at that contract is going to even want to sign it. They would have a lawyer and like, you are full of garbage. How you stay in business, I will never know. Good riddance, Matt Samuel, Samuel Matt Glossy. Goodbye. All right, now we're back to the apartment. Or is this a kitchen uh, talking to Brandon and Punky scene? Might be. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yep, Brand, uh, Henry's talking to Brandon. He's like, even though I needed the job, 
I wasn't gonna roll over and play dead. It's like, no, you, you, if you think about it, Henry, you really didn't need it. You are worth so much more than to be treated and degraded in such a low, terrible fashion. I just, it breaks my heart. I felt so bad for him the way that man was treating him. That is not how you handle an employee. It's not how you handle a manager. It's not how you conduct business relationships. So I'm going to play this clip as Punky comes into the kitchen. other and it's like that was a risk but we fought to be together and it paid off and she's like why don't you do something fun and exciting and and just Bertha Punky Punky's place everybody <laughs> it is fabulous looking and beautiful I love this I'm so excited uh, I would love to eat here I bet they would have the best coolest food I mean, the place, it's so colorful, and the tables are different shapes. You have triangle-shaped tables, circular-shaped tables, uh, square-shaped tables, heart-shaped tables, just different, just vibrant, splashing. The, the colors are kind of a, a muted color, like you have sky blue, you have uh, a light lavender, and it's just beautiful. Henry's got an apron, says Punky's Place in black lettering over a square pink patch. He's got also on the apron uh, a triangular shaped orange um, orange uh, triangle shape and a blue zigzag towards um, the bottom of his waist or um, the bottom of his stomach. It's really, really cool. Oh, I wonder if this was like an old abandoned firehouse because there is a fireman's pole in the middle and we have the wall coming in through the doorway where Punky's standing on the stairs there is really cool. It's like lilac white checkerboards running down the walls on either side of the door frame. Then you also have the stenciled cut out shapes on the on the walls you had down the stairs. It's just so completely so it's so punky. It's so beautiful. I just I can't say enough about how awesome this is. Alright, so Punky slides down, then Cherry. Cherry wears this one outfit a lot. It's the black and yellow long sleeve shirt with the matching yellow and black, um... What the hell is that noise? I think Jeremy's playing a video game. Um, with a matching head, uh, yellow and black headband. 
And she slides down the fireman's pole from the landing, the top of the, in the doorway, the landing there. And then, of course, Margo, I think she slides down it too. I mean, how could you not? It's like right there. So Margo being Margo, of course, is like, I may take legal action if there's grease on my Calvins, as in her pants. No, they would have shined that pole up. The only thing you gotta worry about is probably, like, you know how, like, when you're a kid, you're on the monkey bars, those metal monkey bars and everything, and you get that, like, metal, like, burn or something from squeezing, like, the pole too hard or something? Yeah. Oh, now we got Betty going down the pole. Oh! Of course, when Betty comes down, um... They're like, oh, are you okay? And she's ah, no sweat. And then she tells Henry her first boyfriend was a fireman. Okay, cool. I'm going to play this clip here of them all talking now that, you know, they're in Punky's place and everything. I must say, Mr. Watermont, I'm impressed. I might even be willing to be seen here. The only one who's willing to be seen in here. I sank every dime I got from Glossy into this place. <laughs> seconds and Henry is worried like no one's gonna come in here and everything even though Punky said you know we handed out a lot of flyers a lot of buzz for the for the place and everything like that I mean I'm sure they have a grand opening sign on the outside of the building and even though Henry's worried who comes through the door but Mrs. Dempsey with her poker group she tells Henry you know you helped me out I'm gonna bring some business to you these are my girls, the poker group, and they all sit down and play poker. And Betty joins them, so wow, this is it's awesome. I love when people come together to help others. So Punky pulls up a chair up to the counter and asks Henry, "Why did you go with my name instead of yours?" Well, I honestly think Punky, Punky's place, sounds more better than like. Henry's hideaway or something like that. It's just, it's more youthful. Uh, Punky's place is more youthful, pizzazzy. Just sounds like a fun, awesome place to hang out. So I'm going to play this clip. Henry, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why didn't you name this place after me and not you? Because when it comes down to it, you were the one who encouraged me to take the risk to open a new business. So you deserve to have it named after you. Thanks, Henry. Besides, the sign painter charges by the letter, and Punky's place is a lot cheaper than Warrimont's World of Weenies. So Henry tells Punky that the reason I named it Punky's Place is because you were the one that made me make the decision to go into business for myself and, you know, take this risk. And he also adds that they charge by the letter, so he figured Punky's Place is cheaper than Warnamont's World of Weenies. <laughs> that would not fly. No, no, no. Punky's Place is a lot better. He chose good. And they kiss, you know, each other and give each other a kiss and a hug, and that's the end of the episode. Brandon Tailwig episode rating. I am going to give this one. Hmm, let's go with a three out of five. I'm the three things I loved about it. I loved the nighttime talks between Henry and Brandon and Punky. Loved them. I loved that Punky was able to finally get through to Henry. Like, you do not need this job. You have 100000 Take a risk and start a, a, a new business. 
And of course, the birth of Punky's place. Ellen's also Mrs. Dempsey helping Henry out, you know, bringing in business and everything. It's just, wow. That's a nice lady right there. What I didn't like, you probably already know because I screamed about it throughout the episode. Sam Matt Glossy, don't like him. I didn't like how he just came in and just took over Henry's place. With you know, he kept reminding him of the contract that he signed, of the manager's manual, and just making Henry wear the most degrading uniform of all of and just and the fact point blank when he meets Henry, he's like, I have a million dollar business stores all over the place, and I can come in here and put you out of business. So either you can stay here and let that happen, or you can come work for me and you'll be a manager. But like I said, you did not see Henry doing any form of management work, which is managing other employees. And this guy was constantly on Henry's butt. Just really, ooh. And it's, I just, the, the ending, I, I did not like towards the end how he was treating Mrs. Dempsey. That is not how you treat a customer. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how many businesses you have. Customer relations is one of the biggest parts of your business. That's how you bring in business and get business by having a good reputation. That guy is a slime ball. Of the entire season, he's probably the biggest slime ball of season three. Uh, Punky's principles sometimes, depending on the situation, take a risk. If you have the money to back up a business and you know think about it thoroughly, don't be completely impulsive. You know, think of. Maybe have a backup plan and and get other people's insights and everything before you make a decision like that. Get other people's opinions, you know, get other people involved. And that way, especially people that are like, Henry's no stranger to owning a business. You know, he said he owned Warnemont Studios for 43 years. That is a very long time. And he was pretty successful until Warnemont Studios burned down. But being a restaurant owner and being a photographer are two very different things. Here at Punky's Place, he would be a manager. He would be managing other people. So, yeah. I really, you know, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was good. We're going to change things up this week. We are going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to finish this season this week. So, here's how we're going to do it. The next episode is Help Wanted. I'm going to put that out Tuesday. Remember when? When the family all gets trapped inside the, the apartment or something and it's cold and wintry or whatever. That's mainly a clip show. I'm going to cover the episode, but it's going to be probably very small because it's nothing but clips. And then, of course, we have unhooking henry which is the season three finale and that will come later on in the week probably towards the end of the week and then next week i'm just going to jump full on into season three or <laughs> season three on the brain here guys um i'm going to jump into season four about a week early and how we're going to do season four we're gonna i'm going to be doing <laughs> say we like i have a co-host here how I'm going to do season four is I'm, I'm going to push them out three episodes a week, guys. We're going to get I'm going to get this done in early July. It's going to be done the podcast. And I know that sounds like, <clears throat> excuse me, like I'm rushing a bit. I can tell you right now the quality is not going to suffer. It's going to be the same. I'm going to put the same heart and everything into it. And I just. I love this po guys. I've done this for almost a year and a half now, and this was my baby. This was my podcast that I created from just nothing, and I've had so much fun just seeing where all my listeners are coming from and everything, and just hearing everyone's feedback. You know, liking the Instagram posts, the the Facebook page. It's just and and hearing from some of you. It's just. 
I want to say thank you guys, because without you, none of this would have been possible. Seriously. When I started this journey back in January of 2017, didn't think anyone was going to listen. I thought, Punky Brewster is a show that it's timeless, it's, it's great, but it's also, you know, it's a little dated. But it's, it's a favorite among, among those that grew up in the 80s and everything. I was just worried, you know, maybe the show is too old that the people out there might not be into it. Maybe they they might not care. But you guys do, and you listen. And for that, I thank you so, so much. I really hope when I'm done with this podcast that you guys will still stick around for, like, Silver Spoons when I cover the first season. Um, Who's the Boss? The Torkelsons is another one I want to do. Um... Growing Pains will probably come much later, sometime next year. That one, I'm not sure how I'm going to go about doing that, whether I'm going to go the Mr. Belvedere route and just take characters from each season and do two episodes per character, or whether I'm going to go throughout all of them. I might just put that up to you guys, whatever, you you know, what you guys want for me to do. So, because there's seven seasons Seven, eight seasons of Growing Pains. That is a lot. That is a big, big load. You know, I also want to thank um, John Pernasek and Brandon Chockney, who are the creators of the podcast How Rude, the Full House podcast. And also the Hey Do You Remember uh, movie review podcast, those guys. They were my, they all were my inspiration for doing this. I was a little worried because I didn't have a co-host. Like, how is this going to go about? But one podcast in particular run by one person, the Stephen King podcast. Let me get this right. The Stephen King cast. There we go. This guy's a one-man show. He's been doing this for years covers all the works of Stephen King, as well as the movies and Netflix movies that have aired based on Stephen King's work. And I'm like, okay, if this guy can do this, there's no reason that I can't do this. So, that being said, thank you all to my inspirations of podcasting and you all the listeners. So let's give a round of applause to all of you out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm going to give a shout out to the Punky Power listeners for the week. And I do apologize if I did kind of, you heard me cough throughout uh, the last clips that I played. I just, this cough has been doing well. I've been taking a new medication for it and it seems to have went away, but for the last day or two, it just seems like Please don't come back. This has been going on for so long. Anyway, all right. Let's give a shout out to all you wonderful listeners out there. Inglewood, California. Temecula, California. Kansas City, Missouri. London, United Kingdom. Belmar, New Jersey. Paris, France. Mountain View, California. I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. I apologize if I butcher it. Arara Quera, Brazil, Suita, S-U-I-T-A, Japan, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Ashburn, Virginia, River Falls, Wisconsin, San Jose, California, <coughs> excuse me, um, Los Angeles, California, Camano Island, Washington, Bakersfield, California, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Thank you all for listening, and tune in this week for the next episode, Season 3, Episode 20, Help Wanted, Episode 21, Remember When. That's going to be a shorterish episode, because it's mainly a clip show, and of course, the sad, but happy in the end, Season 3 finale, Season 3, Episode 22, entitled Unhooking Henry. All right, everyone have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'll be back on Tuesday with the episode Help Wanted. All right, bye-bye.
Have a great weekend. Enjoy the sun. The sun is out. I don't know how long it's going to stay out today.